Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. <laughs> I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your host, Joel Fallon. <laughs> and this week on this episode, we will be talking about Black Hat, Sneakers, in our top five hacker movies. So we're going to hack into your brains and tell you what we thought. Yeah. So we're coming hot off the heels of our last episode, at least recording-wise. You might be listening to it way later, but what do we know? We should know if we're hacking, but uh, yeah, so uh, Black Hat is the inspiration behind the theme of this episode. It's starring Chris Hemsworth, directed by Michael Mann, famous for Heat, uh, Public Enemy, so many movies that are really good. Was this one? We'll we'll find out. But it's about this guy, played by Chris Hemsworth, who gets taken out of jail to help his buddy and the CIA, I believe, in their investigations in this uh, kind of world hacking scheme that's going on where it's kind of weird and complicated where they're like, they're taking the futures from this stock and putting it into the... Yeah. Like... Tin business or whatever it was, something weird. But basically, it's like a techno thriller. They're trying to stop it before it can get too far. Yeah. Um, Expectations? Uh, with the actors, it looked pretty interesting. Like, I thought it was going to be. I didn't have high hopes for it, but I thought it would at least be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I heard bad reviews for it, but I'm like, it's Michael Mann. He's. Good director. Chris Hemsworth is very charismatic. I like the guy. Um, I mean, I was worth willing to give it a shot. Yeah. For sure. And uh, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, I was too. Um, on paper, a lot of the ideas are cool. Um, the whole... I don't understand. Why would you practice on a nuclear facility when you're going to act the tin business? I don't think it's tin, but it is some kind of just... That's what the stocks are all Material, was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought the actors were all fairly decent. I mean, not the acting isn't like fantastic or yeah, anything. it's fine. Maybe. It's fine. It's um, a weird accent, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, he's probably not the most realistic actor. <laughs> yeah. Considering he's like gorgeous and fully butt. You, you know yeah. what I mean? And he's a dream. brilliant. Dream, but yeah, usually I wanted to date this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like a button down shirt that's buttoned down like to his stomach, and he's got sunglasses there. He's a man of action and a man of thought. <laughs> <laughs> he's reading books, he's smart. Oh man, he's the perfect guy. He's got a cute Chinese girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, wouldn't you think Hacker's like a nerdy guy? Yeah, like his buddy, pale as even his buddy was like a good looking Asian guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ideal of a of a hacker. Yeah, uh, I didn't have too much of an issue with all that. I expect it from Hollywood at this point. And it was a good actor, at least. I mean, I, he is charismatic, and there were certain sequences I felt that were pretty good. Um, like when he's using, I like most movies when it's hacking or computers. It's just like click clack click click clack. Oh, I'm gonna little like it. It's so outdated immediately, you yeah, know? and it just doesn't. They have really this big CG thing. About... <laughs> yeah, I feel like for the most part, this seemed, at least to me, I'm obviously not an expert, but it seemed a little more realistic than the usual. Yeah, it movie. seemed like they read up a little bit of what other movies did wrong with hacking. But I like the sequences when he's actually using his smarts, like to figure out. Where the thing was hiding in the ground. Yeah, like, it was let me cool. Let me see your phone. And then, is it an Android? Better leave with an Android. Okay. Yeah, that was hard to explain what I'm trying to get across, but that was a cool scene. And yeah. The scenes like that, when it actually does get to the action and the thriller moments, I thought worked pretty well. Yeah. They're just few and far between. Yeah. Michael Mann, he's great. He does the handheld kind of style, like running with them and... He did some creative camera work. I don't know if I liked it all, but definitely creative. Like that scene in the restaurant or the bar when it was yeah, a fight. It's, 
It's kind of clean it's like but they, grainy at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and the camera's like following in these weird up-close angles. It was kind of bizarre. I don't know how much I liked it, but I thought it was cool. Yeah. In an interesting way, at least something I hadn't seen before necessarily. What I, I think he was trying to get across like on the internet and stuff how you think you know someone, but they're really someone different. So he did the close-up things. You kind of can't see outside of the... Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of what he was trying to get across without being really cheesy about it. Yeah. But... Yeah. On paper, this should be so much yes. a better movie. <laughs> Essentially, it's Doll's Dishwater is my yeah. biggest... Uh, the ending's pretty stupid. Yes. It really takes away from the movie, really. I think if the ending was halfway decent, it would be fairly redeemable, but... And I don't understand... The love interest... This loves it comes it's out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. yeah, it's just his buddy's sister or whatever, younger sister helping. Yeah, him. I mean they could have gone. It, it actually had some ties to it, you know. What yeah, I mean? but it, it everything just seemed normal, and then all of a sudden they're making out. Yeah, it's like the and then fuck? all of a sudden it's sort of kind of not an issue. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It was just weird. Yeah, it was so. Maybe there's some missing scenes that got cut or something that would have helped make that a little. More sensible, but... I'd hope so. Um, even the friendship aspect, I didn't get that they were these great friends. Yeah, there definitely wasn't a huge vibe of that. Like, right when he gets out, gets him out of jail, I felt like, yeah, they gave each other that. Yeah, that's it was like as far like, as it went. From the last day they met, it was... Yeah. They were cool, but after, they were sort of cold to each other. Not in a literal way, but... Yeah. Distant, I Yeah. Say. And then there's the whole... CIA or FBI aspect where we got uh, Viola Davis is the the woman. I it wasn't there's a guy, right? I can't remember. Yeah, who I it think was. there's two. Um, and they're kind of like letting him do things a little bit. They're sort of the restriction. Yeah, they're kind of look the other way when they had to at a certain point. And but essentially, they end up taking a backseat the yeah. entire movie. Yeah. So I thought they were underutilized. Um, yeah. They could have created more tension, definitely, throughout the movie. <laughs> Sad to say, I think Forrest Whitaker in Taken 3 was better utilized. <laughs> yeah. That is something. I mean, I like Viola Davis. She's a great actress. Um, the potential was there to have them, like, working with these hackers, yet the hackers going behind their backs. I thought there could have been some cool stuff there, but it just wasn't there, much. nothing, yeah. Yeah. It, it really didn't flush out at all. But how did you feel about, like, the climax of the movie without spoiling it. I mean, I thought that was pretty decent. Like, running through the crowd, actually shooting guns. and Yeah, it was alright. He's also a, a hacker that's awesome at killing Yeah, them. I thought it was a little too convenient. But yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good either. This was just a movie that I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> and parked up in a second? Oh, I'm back to bored. Screaming mediocrity. And yes. I think Michael Mann had some interesting ideas, but just didn't execute as, yeah. long, as good as he usually does. I think it's a nice blueprint for future movies, what to do and not to do, but other than that, I couldn't take too much from this movie. Still, always enjoy Chris Hemsworth on screen. Yeah. It's good screen presence. Uh, I give it a five, maybe a light five and a half out of ten. Uh, that was a little more forgiving with the six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's harmless. I just wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I, I agree. You're yeah. fine. You know, your if life is fine. If it happens to be on, you'll be okay, but yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch Not it. Not going to hurt you to watch it, but yeah, don't go out of your way. Um. Yeah, let's move on to the film club segment. Another older hacker movie, I guess you could say. Sneakers. Sneakers. Starring Robert Redford. Jeez. Um... That guy, the older black guy that we just talked about from the movie a couple weeks. Yeah, it's actually it's got a pretty good cast. Sydney Portier, um, um, Rivers Phoenix is there. River Phoenix, uh, David, um, the guy What's you would know if you saw. <laughs> yeah, the guy from Rescue Me's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, solid cast, solid, solid cast from 1993. Um, basically about this guy who. When he's in college, him and his buddy Cosmo are like hacking into some stuff to try to for their own gains. Yeah. He goes out to get pizza, 
and his buddy gets arrested. So he gets away, he changes his name, goes to Canada, and then it jumps ahead. Years later, he's working as like a security um, he's an expert analyst, something yeah. like that. And the CIA, it's the CIA again, right? Or, or I think it's the NSA. This time. NSA, yeah. They they bring him in to help him locate this black box, and it's a whole thing where he's got to like decrypt anything. Yeah, I guess. he's got to hack slash break into place to get it, and he's got his crew. Oh, Dan Aykroyd was the other guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then it's like twists and turns, backstabs, backstabs, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, had you heard of this movie? I'd heard no, I, I, I was surprised that I hadn't, though. Yeah, I mean, with this cast. And... Yeah, I, I would expect... It was probably a little ahead of its time. Because I was surprised how well it held up with the technology. Yeah. And how they did things. I, I was very impressed with that. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd heard a lot of good things about it. Um so I, I, it definitely was not was I what I expected. I thought it was going to be a more serious movie. A more, I did too. Yeah, a more like political movie, but I thought it was really fun. I I had a lot of fun. With yeah, it was like a good. Uh, yeah, I wrote that down. It's a great ride. It's just a lighthearted like ride. Yeah, exactly like you said. It's Some nice twists thriller. and turns, thriller aspects. It reminded me of like. An adult version of like the Goonies or something. Yeah, you know? has that Amblin Steven Spielberg type of feel for it. Early nineties, you know that kind of vibe. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that, but that's probably a pretty good way to put it. Yeah, and um, it's it's definitely cheesy at times. There's definitely some bad joke attempts, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, it's lighthearted. It's fun. It does hit on a comedic level at times. I thought like felt like and uh, I thought it was pretty good did you like um, the blind guy is it whispers yeah yeah yeah. I mean some of the cheesy (laughs) stuff comes from him but yeah he's a pretty good character yeah I thought he was more forgivable than he should have been but (laughs) yeah he's like daredevil his senses are ridiculous (laughs) yeah I just thought it was funny they're like crowding around a computer that he's at yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like telling them what's going on. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And then he has to drive at the end. I thought yeah. that was kind of laughable, but it worked a little bit. Yeah. I guess at that point, the movie committed to what it was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Robert Redford, he's as solid as ever. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with him, can you? No. Kind of reminds presence. me of Paul Newman a little bit. Like, it's good if he's in comedy, he's good yep. if he's in his drama. <laughs> And same with Sidney Poitier, solid as ever. Yeah. I mean, he's known as one of the greats for a reason. This was probably just a fun movie for him. Yeah, kind of a side thing. Yeah. Second or third movie of the year for him. And then you got a cameo by Stephen Tobolowsky from Groundhog Day. Ned and Ryerson from Groundhog Day. That actually was one of the better parts, I felt like, when... uh, the ex-girlfriend of Robert Redford I think her name her the actress's name is Mary McDonald she goes on a fake date with this guy who uh he's making these like terrible one-liners <laughs> and put-ons like uh, yeah it's definitely early 90s I'm tenderizing the chicken breast or <laughs> something or the breast or some stupid shit like that but the scene where she's doing that to get information and and he has this robot dog that is rolls does commands from voice commander. Yeah, I thought yeah. they had some pretty clever stuff with that. Um but his famous line is my voice is my passport. Verify. <laughs> and uh that was good. Yeah. Just a lot of like there's not much computer work here. Not really. It's more like hacking as in like uh, life hacking. Or yeah. Like just using different kinds of... What do you call it? Social engineering. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Using different devices, creative devices to to get you places and find, yeah. things, find yeah. out information. I thought that was really the most, I don't know, maybe not redeemable, but the interesting thing is I'm surprised that came up in 1993. Yeah. 
It's almost like these Honey, I Shrunk the Kid inventions that they're using. Yeah. Not to that extreme, but... Actually, I'm surprised that guy wasn't in this movie. He seemed like he'd fit right in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, what, you got anything else? To no, 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 I thought really. the score was really good, actually. It's right. that classic 90s score where it's like a little on the nose, but I it stuck out to me, and I thought it was pretty good. Hmm. It didn't drop out to me, but... What would you give it? Um, probably a really light seven. Okay. Between six and a half and a seven with it. I did enjoy the movie. I don't know. I didn't have a whole lot to say about it, though. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it's not like... It's not really saying anything other than what's on screen, and that's fine in certain cases. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fine with doing that. But. It's enjoyable... Enjoyable watch. I give it a solid seven and a half. I would recommend it if you haven't seen it, just because, like I said, it's got great cast and it's fun. Yeah. 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 Hackers. Hacker movies. <laughs> Let's get into our favorite ones. There's not a lot. There There's really isn't. I, mean, I thought there would be more that I hadn't seen. Or I had to cheat a little bit and uh, go a little, a little different than my usual list. Where right. I'm sticking to strictly. The category and what I feel is the best. So. Okay. I'll kick it off, though. Um, my number five would be sneakers. Okay. So, nice. There you go. I tried to not keep put either one of these on my list. So, unfortunately, my number five is Live Free Die Hard. That was my number five before I watched Sneakers. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a bad movie, but it's Die it's Hard. Bad. It's not horrible, but... I kind of like it. Die Hard doesn't translate quite as... Fantastically, to the modern day. Yeah, I like it better than Die Hard too. It was a cool, especially for the time it came out. Like, I, I mean, know, it's no ridiculous. Oh yeah, but it's fun. I, I like the idea of it. I agree with him. The fifth one is terrible. I a good day to that. Die Hard. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought Die Hard Four was bad, uh, yeah, yeah, I did think it was cool. It was more though. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Maybe not wasn't supposed to be. But the tunnel, the city is Baltimore. I can't yeah, do that. It's great. Wasn't the third one too? I'm not sure. I know, I think this one was supposed to be in DC, but like the traffic jam. I and think all the that. third one's supposed to be New York, but I, for some reason, I feel like it was Baltimore. I could be way off. Maybe I'm thinking of the fourth one, but hmm. anyway, my number four is Citizen Four, a documentary uh, wow. about That's the my real number four documentary, the real life hacker. Um, what's his face? Captain Crunch? No. Yeah. The guy... Just <laughs> Let me look it up. But the documentary is crazy. Is he a British guy? No, American. Flat huh. out. Uh, you got it. Jonathan Snowden. Oh. And it follows him as he's in hiding in, like, Brazil. With It's the actual behind the scenes. I remember like, you telling me you saw this yeah. movie now. It's in the moment, and that's what's really cool about it. That's like, cool. I haven't seen anything about Even though you kind of know that he's... what Kind of from the news, what has happened. Yeah. Just being in the moment with him, you can feel like the tension as far as he's concerned. You can put it yourself in his shoes. Yeah. And like, this is a holy shit moment. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I, I definitely yeah. want to check that out. Really good documentary. Uh, mine is a documentary called We Are Legion. It's about okay. anonymous, kind of more about their heyday than today, and the interesting concept in history and people who are actually behind a lot of the things. It's it's an interesting look. I mean, it's I think it's a bit a good idea. biased to their cause. Don't I'm get kind me wrong. of pro anonymous, so I like them too. But I also like the bad part about it. Like uh, I don't know. Like they used to say, "You're trying to ruin our bad name." It was kind of a joke, and it was got slightly more serious, and then people tried to get super serious about it. But, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of Anonymous, is anybody can be them. Right. It doesn't, there's no membership, leadership. So, very cool concept. I kind of would Worth like to watch. see a, a thriller, and like the behind the scenes of that kind of deal. Yeah, because, I mean, what it def does... The anonymous part gets to be is a government agency could be anonymous as well. You know what I mean? And exactly. Ends up happening. So. Yeah, my number three. It's not exactly about hacking. 
It's more of a spy movie. Uh, it's The Lives of Others. It's a foreign movie that I think it was definitely nominated for Best Foreign Picture of the Year. It came out. Might have won. Okay. Really good movie. I talked about it last year. Um, it's like uh, this Russian spy. But I, I feel like he's hacking into... I don't know. Just the way it's portrayed, I, I'm kind of making it into a hacking movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like listening to phone calls and... It's a very like modern day NSA respite on everything you do yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, it's just it's a great movie. I don't really I talked about it somewhat recently and not a whole lot to say other than it's really good and interesting. One of the better foreign language movies of the past ten years or so. That's cool, mine's Number three is a borderline hacker movie called Hackers. <laughs> borderline. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, I can't really remember who else is in the movie. It's she's blonde in it, isn't she? Yeah, and like short hair. She looks really weird. Yeah, it's unromantic. It's um, it's kind of cheap. It's really cheesy. It's actually. very cheesy, but, but it's it fun. sort of has a lot of the cult and uh, what do you call those like folk tale kind of things about hacking. She was like the uh, one guy hacked a newscast broadcast in Chicago. They kind of alluded to that. It's all in New York, I believe. They crunch it all in one. My favorite part was them showing how they used to hack the long distance phones. You put eight bucks in the uh, the payphone and it made a beep, a certain tone. If you recorded that, and neck, neck, then you hit the thing, you get all your money back and. Every time you go to the payphone, you hit that sound and you get free long distance. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I thought it was a fun movie, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really hold up. It's very cheesy, but it's cool. Yeah. Uh, my number two is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the American version. This was a the David Fincher movie. For me. Um, I think it's very well shot, greatly acted, brutal scenes talk about hard to watch especially the one scene when she gets her revenge yeah um, but she's a hacker she's an awesome character I read the books I, I really enjoyed the books I saw the Swedish film I really enjoyed the Swedish film and then I saw the David Fincher American version and I think it is the best version of all three things except I think I was a little burnt out by the time I saw it yeah and it is so cold like it's so sterilized almost yeah, um, in digital that my great score. I still, I still, I really like the movie. I just it left me a little cold. Okay, but it is very good. My number two is Swordfish. Halle Berry, baby. Yeah, kind of a. Eh, it's a decent movie. Kind of a guilty pleasure at the same time. It's a little, I don't know, crazy, but. Overall, I think it's one of like Travolta's last good movies. Yeah, Halle Berry's hot. First time she ever went topless in a movie. Yeah, and it's got some intense moments, like when he says like "hack this" and got the gun to his head. And, but pretty good movie. Yeah, I, I was okay. trying to stick a little more strictly to yeah. hacking. It's not um, mentioned for me. I just didn't like it enough to put it in. Yeah, I could totally understand that. <laughs> My number five. I mean, number five. My number five is uh, Sneakers. My number one, hopefully it's your number one, The Matrix. Ooh, I didn't even think about The Matrix. That is a true hack. Wow. Brain hack. my mind, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously an awesome movie, one of the best like fantasy sci-fi films, at least since yeah. it came out. I mean... Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little ashamed of myself. <laughs> so original at the time... Obviously, it spurred a bunch of knockoffs. And yeah, even its trilogy it's earned, wasn't even yeah. fantastic. I didn't even see the second and third one. I think I saw the second one for sure all the way through the third one. Yeah, But yeah, great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my number one is sort of a classic-ish War Games. Haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. I've seen it on TV a few times. I don't think I've ever seen the actual. There's another option for uh, Film Club. Yeah, it's a... Sneakers. Sort of kind of a true story. I mean, one time it happened where 
a test happened and they thought the world was really going to come to an end and they were going to hit the counter-strike right. button. But someone had the smarts to be like, something isn't right about this. I think that was on the Russian side, so it's not completely based off of that. Just a screenshot I saw made it seem like they were playing Battleship. Well, that's the more the concept of the movie is he's playing a game, but that game ends up being a test simulation for nuclear war. He's so or, good at it that they bring him in. And... Or I can't. I'm a little foggy. It's been a while. I can't remember if he's just playing a test simulation or if he's actually controlling these missiles by mistake or something like that. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Um. Or Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Very odd. Uh, but the girl dragon tattoo was my honorable mention. I had Hackers, Swordfish, and Tron Legacy. It was, it was okay. I wanted to put Tron in the list, but I, I have a soft spot for Tron, at least the newer Disney one. It's I kind of cool liked it. I, uh, I thought the score great. and the visuals made up for everything else for me. It's one of those movies, not that great, but I love I could see it. Uh, it's one of the movies that I actually downloaded the soundtrack and listened to. Those are definitely the best parts. Daft Punk uh, kind of blew me away with that. I didn't think they could do classical music. Yeah. <laughs> and then that director made Oblivion, the Tom Cruise movie, which uh, I thought was really cool visually as well, even though it doesn't exactly hold up. I feel like that about all the... Uh, Tom Cruise movies, the sci-fi ones that have come out recently. Like, Dave, my brothers liked them for the most part, but... Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite movies from last year. Really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it that much, but... Well, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you watch anything else? No, not really. Grandma's Boy? Well, yeah, we we talked about Grandma's Boy, like, two weeks ago now, two episodes ago, and I went home immediately and watched it. Didn't hold up. Doesn't hold up quite as much, but it's still <laughs> hilarious and nostalgia yeah, worth it. <laughs> that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> it's a little cheesy. Like I said, it's sort of, you kind of realize it's before they really figured out how to show computers and stuff, so they're just typing yeah. away. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Yeah. Cool. Um, I watched another new release that starts with Black. Black Sea. <laughs> this is the British movie from the director of The Last King of Scotland starring um, Jude Law. <laughs> it's getting late over here. Yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> Jude Law is a, a guy who works on the submarine. He's been in with this the government for a while. I think like he gets fired or let go because whatever bullshit job type reason they have and then he meets up with his old buddies and they get offered a job of stealing this gold from a sunken vessel in the Russian sea or something like that and it's basically them teaming up it's a half British half Russian crew they don't speak each other's language except for one guy in the middle Uh, I've heard about this things kind of go already in the middle of the thing and uh so it's like a thriller, submarine thriller. Um, it's, it just didn't work very well for me. Really? Yeah, I was. I loved The Last King of Scotland, which this director made. And this has the elements, and there are definitely scenes like it has Ben Mendelsohn in it, it's got uh, Scoot McNary. Really solid cast, and at certain points, it's pretty thrilling, pretty awesome scenes, but. Especially the first half an hour, I just could not get into the movie. Huh. It was like, you know how some movies, two minutes in, you're, you're hooked. Oh, it's yeah. got you. It's got your attention, and it could even mess up, but you keep your attention just because you're so hooked. Yeah. This is kind of the opposite. This is like, I'm trying to find a way in, but it's like, <laughs> I just, it's not hooking me, it's not hooking me. But eventually, I slowly eased into it, about halfway mark. I started to enjoy it a little bit more. Okay. Um, so I give it like a 6 out of 10. It's okay. Some people might like it more than me. If you can get it in earlier in the movie. Yeah, you it like can better. kill movies that could make the payoff better for you. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I think Foxcatcher, I was a little bit like that, where it took me a good for like 45 minutes to really yeah. 
kind of get into the movie. And maybe but... on a rewatch, like, I would know the characters and where it's going. Maybe I would hook in a little quicker. Yeah. Maybe I'd like it better on a rewatch, but just thought it was okay. Okay. I also watched a foreign movie called, foreign language movie called Leviathan, which was awesome. Really? Yeah, really good movie. Um, it's basically uh, an adaptation of, I think it's like some of the, these Bible stories were put into like this modern real life uh, okay. Russian world and uh, I think it's like the story of Job mixed with another story I like things like that even though I'm not like a real religious person at all I do, I do like when people transfer stories like that it's good fiction yeah <laughs> um, but it basically it's this guy he owns a farm he's got his, his wife and his kid from a previous marriage and it starts off, and you know he's meeting with his buddy who's a lawyer, and you know something's up, but you don't quite know for sure what it is. You eventually find out that there's, like, the the mayor of this town or whatever, this city, is, like, elbowing his way in to get this proper, this guy owns a farm, and it's, like, his whole life. His parents put their whole life into it, now he's putting his whole life into it, and they're going to... Take it away from him. Give him a paltry amount of money for the for the land. Small town real estate gig. Yep. Knock it down and turn it into something. And uh, basically, it's him fighting that. This lawyer buddy has like this dirt on the mayor, okay. which they never go into what it is. But <laughs> it's just implied that it's something very bad. And basically, the movie there's all kinds of twists and turns, like between like a family drama angle and the main plot angle and it's really cool uh basically just shows you put your trust in someone but why <laughs> who can yeah. you really trust and also it goes into like just the politi- whole politics of it especially in Russia this apparently got this guy the director in trouble in Russia because you know how yeah. strict they are with this kind of stuff but that's cool because sometimes a lot of that's lost like this implied knowledge mm-hmm. especially in foreign films like you know when you see a movie and they have this like element and you're like I don't know what that's from but I know that it's like a nod to something that actually happened yeah 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 and also it goes into just like power and how that can affect people yeah uh, really good movie um, strong 8.5 out of 10 for me nice yeah um, I just love this is what I love about foreign movies they don't tend to make their action movies or your comedies. At least, they come over to our parts. It's yeah. always the drama. They're really good at the drama. At least, that's the ones that can translate to here because we're reading off the screen, so yeah. you can really connect with what's going on. And there's, and that's what I think American cinema is the weakest at. It's a genre I like, but like, just the family yeah. drama, the just the down-to-earth, like real... Realistic dramas. Yeah, the only dramas that do seem to do well are like mini series. Don't get me wrong, there are good ones. Yeah, but it's few and far between. Yeah, but it seems like it may. I don't know if it's lost in translation thing, but for me, I tend to like. And obviously, when you see in a, when you're seeing a foreign language movie, usually it's because it's perceived to be so good. Yeah. That they're bringing it over here. Yeah, so you're absolutely. seeing the best of the best. That's to be fair. And it's every other country other than America. So yeah, more so to choose from. They probably go through the same things as us. Where they go through absolutely. piles of crap. And that's probably why they love to watch our Hollywood blockbusters. Because they don't tend to get that from their own yeah. series. But anyway. I just love that. You, you can really it makes you focus more because you have to read the words on the screen yeah except I was going to say that you, you can't I have to be in a certain it. mood to watch yeah. foreign movies you just you can't half-ass it and uh, I, I really appreciate that even though I try not to half-ass any movie but you really can't you, there's one foreign movie I really want to see called Gamora I've seen it it's really good Is it's it? pretty good yeah yeah, I heard. I mean, when it was coming out, they're seeing the next Godfather, but not quite that good. But uh, but yeah, regardless, I've seen the very beginning, and I didn't know it was completely foreign language, so I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I never got. There's a movie called A Prophet, which is pretty awesome as well. It's about this guy who gets put in jail, and it's like how he ascends the ladder 
while he's in prison. Yeah, really? Yeah, and changes him. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, City of God's on my list, too. Absolutely, yeah. I also watched This Is Where I Leave You. Did you watch it? I don't think so. Or was that Casey was talking about? I don't think it was Casey. Uh, so Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, uh, Adam Driver, just this uh, comedy with a bunch of good people in it. Um, it's about this Jewish family who their father dies and their non-Jewish mother, non-religious mother decides to do Shiva, which is like a seven-day morning where everyone gets together and basically it's just about how they're such a dysfunctional family and <laughs> all kinds of stuff comes out of it. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit better than I expected it to be. I expected it to be pretty bad, but I thought it was okay. I mean, funny at parts, not funny at other parts. Some of the serious stuff worked, some of it didn't. Yeah. It was a real mixed bag. But uh, Tina Fey's one of those people I just don't think translates in, in movies as well as she does in maybe TV. Yeah. But... Jason Bateman, he's the same as he is. He's always the yeah. normal guy down on his luck. But he's pretty good in this. Um, it's okay. It was on HBO. I recorded it just because it was a movie that I missed when it first came out. Yeah. So, 6 out of 10. Light 6 out of 10. Yeah. And lastly, I watched Computer Chess. Have you seen this? Is it about the blue machine or whatever it is? That would just be my guess. So oh. I, don't know. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's uh, on Netflix. It's a newish movie, like a couple years old, but it's shot and set in like the 70s or no, 80s when uh, computers were just starting to get in. Yeah. And it's shot in black and white, like that, like the cameras of that time, really poor quality but on purpose. And it's about this chess, like, uh, summit. I guess you could say where every year they gather and everyone brings their computers with the AI to try to beat a chess master. Yeah. And if the computer can beat a chess master, then then it's accomplished whatever. Yeah. It's basically just a take on that. Uh, got a lot of good reviews. I didn't quite like it that much. Yeah. The cool idea. Like, I like the idea of shooting it that way. But for me, it just didn't necessarily work all the way. Yeah. Plus, it's so underwhelming for us these days. I mean, a computer play chess is whatever. You know what I mean? With the amazing things technology yeah. does. I mean, it was interesting. Like, this guy's, like, making bets, this old chess master or whatever, and downplaying it. Yeah. It's just funny looking back at where, from where we are now. But yeah, that was like the is, holy grail at the time. Yeah. Now it's like simulating brain cells. Yeah. nuts. I thought it was an interesting movie. It was fine. But I gave it like a five and a half out of ten. Yeah. Just didn't do it. That's well. unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go to the news. I didn't really have anything, and then I remember two things. You'd like to talk about E3. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this year's coverage. E3 was amazing this year. I did hear that from a couple other people as well. Yeah, it's a... I mean, I personally, I thought Sony was a bit underwhelming, but apparently people that are really into the Sony games, it was a really big deal. I heard, like, each presentation had, like, three wow moments. Yeah. uh, Microsoft... Well, Microsoft technically kicked it off. And they really, they did everything people have actually, they've actually been listening to people. What did they announce? They announced backwards compatibility for 360 and Xbox One, which is huge. They didn't think it was possible to do because of the architecture. but Figured it out. They did it. Sort of, I predicted it. I thought once the 360 got to the end of its life cycle that they would try to do it. They did. Um... They announced a new controller called the Elite Controller, which is it's like 150 bucks, but it's better made, replaceable parts, programmable buttons. Huh. They're kind of going more the PC way. Yeah. Um, but being less restrictive, letting games come out as early release games, you pay a little bit less, but you get to be part of the testing. Um, they, uh, they didn't surprise anyone, I don't think, with many announcements game wise but 
they blew people away with what they had. Yeah. They they're in two ranger or something like that now. Halo Five looked amazing. Yeah. Um. What about Sony? Sony, they did this game, The Last Guardians. It was, I guess, it's a cult classic type of game. It's been in development forever. No one thought it would come out. But the real wow moment for them was they announced Final Fantasy VII remade. was being remade beautifully. Ah, oh, yeah. You sent me the link for the trailer. That got me. It's like, I haven't played a video game in so long. I'm like, gotta buy a PS4. Yeah. Got to. How's this gonna happen? I don't have the money for that. But I think a little bit of their thunder is stolen because it said specifically coming first to PS4. I think and it, Microsoft was very... Big and specific on exclusive yeah. to Xbox. Huh. Um, but, I mean, Microsoft also had uh, the new goggles that they... Well, first they signed a deal with Oculus Rift, which Facebook bought. Exclusive for Xbox? At first it's exclusive... I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> At first it's exclusive, but every Oculus Rift comes with an Xbox One controller. Oh. It's the default controller. So that's a big deal. But then they have their VR. Or I forget what they call it. I can't wait till virtual reality is like. Oh, HoloLens. Have you seen anything on that? No. It's. You know, the Google Glass idea? I think of that times like 20. Like, <laughs> it projects. You wear these glasses and they call it holograms. It's not really holograms, it's augmented reality. But, like, they showed Minecraft running on this. It's amazing. It turns your living room top into a Lego set without it actually being there. Jesus, this is what I'm, this is what I've been waiting for. Like you could do a <laughs> Skype call, and you could have an eighty foot Skype screen on if you have a big enough wall in your house. Jesus, like, See, it looked really cool. This is the shit that I will seriously get me back into gaming. Like yeah. that is awesome to to be like feel like you're part of it. Part of oh this. my god, it's it's. Still got some time. I'm sure. It's sort of like yeah. when HD TVs first came out. It was a cool thing, but yeah, how so supported were they really? Right. But it's clear that within like three or four years that this is going to be a More. pretty standard thing. Love it. Love it. It's amazing. What about Nintendo? Are they doing anything? Not really. Well, <laughs> they have a new system in the works. Um, they have some cool... They're, they're really an amazing company. Their first party games... Are incredible sellers like New Metroid. New Metroid. There's nice. a Mario Maker game, <laughs> but they're still far too kid oriented to really be a mover right. and shaker. But anything um, on the handheld wave? The handhelds are dying. What the phones? Slow the phones. Because the phones. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, See, there's a new Doom, there's a new Fallout game. It's it's going to hurt your wallet if you're a gamer. <laughs> I'll tell you that. The only thing that's going to hurt me is Final Fantasy VII Remake and uh, <laughs> Virtual Reality. Yeah, the, not to mention, Final Fantasy XV looks amazing. And I haven't really liked that. Is it a single player? Or yeah, is it it's another a single massive... player experience. Like, Good. It looks... They are, they're actually saying it might be too ahead of its time. To really blow people away, but that's impressive to me because I have not liked Final Fantasy since like nine. I know a lot of people like ten. I didn't personally. I like ten a lot, but I liked it a lot. I, I think 12, JRPGs are becoming more. I bought here. twelve used. I just never played it. Oh, there's I a Star Ocean game too. Did okay. you ever play that? No. It was really good. Well, no. I love the JRPGs. That's my favorite. They kind of like, they've really burnt themselves out over the last generation or so because they really made no effort into improving upon themselves. And they really hoard out Final Fantasy. Gotcha. But they're getting back on track, and that's. There's too many games to even talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to listening to Game Junk Podcast, their coverage of it. Probably be a four-hour episode or something. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't even play video games, but I like just hearing about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I consider myself a gamer, but I don't really buy many games anymore. Dave does. Oh, my brother is... <laughs> He's insane. He is... Buys every new release and trades it in like a week He's later. He's the sucker that every game developer <laughs> wants. <laughs> yep. But, oh well. 
That's why I've always wanted to eventually maybe do a video game podcast with him every once in a while, just because I know he plays a lot of games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he burns through them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my little news that I thought of was the Big Brother cast was announced. Oh, the yeah. new season starts next week, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I've already bought the live feeds. I am jacked and ready to go. Remember when we watched the live feeds way back in the day? Yeah, I First did. time I ever got them, Big Brother 6. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, actually. Kaser. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it looks like an interesting cast. Um, there's the first ever transgender woman. Okay. They hopped on that bandwagon pretty quick. Yeah. But I actually, th- I think it's really cool, though. Um, I think if you had the right person, it probably She seems really good. Like, she, apparently, she's a super fan of the show. She plays. ORGs, online reality games. Oh, okay. Like, there'd be a dun- it's almost like Dungeons and Dragons, but for like a fake yeah, run of Survivor, like fake run of life. And I've, stuff like that. I've actually played uh, a online Big Brother season, and I got third place out of like eighteen people. Nice. And I feel like I would have won. But my wedding and honeymoon was on the last week of the whole thing. Stupid wedding. So I think it was just so... I couldn't do anything to defend myself. It was just, boom, I'm out. No, Third place. And then it was the final two get or in the, get the votes to see who won. But anyway, enough about <laughs> my ORD days. Apparently she was like a cutthroat, badass, like manipulative, do whatever it took. <laughs> and apparently she won a lot of games. That's cool. That's the kind of player we want to see on Big Brother. That's the interesting one. You want born. You want good TV. You want good gameplay. Uh, there's also a lesbian poker player who's actually her name's Vanessa something. She's the second highest earning woman poker player. She's really? a multi-millionaire. So semi-celebrity like, at World Series of Poker. Yeah, and she seems like she's going to be a really good game player. Real poker face. <laughs> yeah. 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 Da, da, da. <laughs> there's another girl that's a poker dealer in Vegas very interesting so uh, I think they might recognize each other or at least the dealer is going to know who she is probably yeah um, maybe they'll fall in love never know hey you know <laughs> you do never know uh, there's also your typical gay guy it's pretty cool they have gay, lesbian and transgender Instead of just your token one, yeah. you know, representative. You're one uh, really flaming gay man, it seems to be. They the... never go for just this. There are so many different kinds of gay people. Yeah, they... I don't. I know all kinds of people that, like, you wouldn't know yeah. they're gay unless you already knew, you know? And I mean? it's not a big deal. But they go for the flamboyant type. Yeah. I guess because they figure... It's going to create more drama. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to think. A little bit of comedic. It could mix it up every once in yeah. a while. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, it seems like a pretty good cast. The twist is what worries me. What's the twist this year? The twist is that every week there's going to be a new twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that might not be good. Yeah, I don't know. So that makes me nervous. Could go well. Could go terribly. Either way, I'll be watching and loving every minute <laughs> of it. Uh yeah, you'll be hearing about it probably on the next episode when we talk about the premiere. Alright. Let's get to pre-judgment day. We've got three more trailers to go through right now. First one, Stanford Prison Experiment. This is a movie starring a lot of good young up-and-coming actors about the real-life Stanford Prison Experiment. Yeah, I, I heard about the experiment. experiment where they take these college students, give half of them jobs as security guards, half... "Quote unquote jobs as prisoners and see how it goes, and it doesn't go good. Not at all. I actually saw a movie about the same thing called The Experiment, starring like Adrian Brody and Forrest Whitaker that I liked. wasn't great, wasn't extremely well made, but I thought it was super interesting. And this seems even better. Yeah, the only problem is I kind of know where it's going, but yeah, it looked well made. It looked really good. Yeah, the acting seemed great. Yeah, you got Ezra Miller flashing a couple of years in there. Uh, yeah, it seems like they're trying to stay pretty true to what actually happened. Yeah. So yeah, that, I thought that looked pretty good. Uh, also, we had Kung Fu Panda 3. Yeah. Uh, the threequel, the 
third installment of the comedy. I had heard great things about the first one. So. First one's pretty good. Um, second one I thought was forgettably okay. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, I like the trailer. I don't know how good the movie's going to be. But... Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's pretty low scope, the trailer. Yeah. It seems to just be th- like an opening scene. Yeah, something. there's like two little scenes makes the whole trailer. The first one I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah. And then the second one I thought was pretty funny. It's like yeah. uh, Jack Black's character <laughs> finds another panda bear, older panda bear, and it's like, I lost my son. I lost my dad. I'm sorry you lost your son. I'm sorry you lost your dad. Well, good luck finding your son. Yeah. And the crowd is like looking back and forth like, Look, what? Oh Are my you, God. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. So I'll see it because I have a kid. That's what I always say about these animated movies. I expect to have to review it. (laughs) Yeah. And lastly, but not leastly, Sicario. This is a movie starring Emily Blunt with Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin from the director, Dennis Villeneuve, who directed Prisoners, which I liked, and Enemy, which I loved. I've seen some of Enemy. He's... I think he's an awesome up-and-coming director. He's actually attached... His next movie after Sicario is the Blade Runner sequel. Oh, okay. So, he's moving on up in the world. Nice. Uh, but I this was a movie about, like, um, a drug smuggling type of crime thriller. Kind of the Mexican drug war yeah. that's going on now. It seems like, what, they're in Texas or New Mexico, and then they're going into Mexico to yeah. try to bust something. And it seems like there's going to be backstabbings. And, a lot of gray areas. Yeah. And, looked awesome. It I, looks amazing. It really does. I love Emily Blunt. I love the cast. Yeah, the cast in general is Nishio awesome. Del Toro is one of those guys who can when make he, any movie yes. a little better. I like when he's serious. Me too. When he's a little more comedic, it doesn't work as well for me. But yeah. when he's like a badass, serious character, he's awesome. Yeah. And that's what it looks like here. Uh, definitely, this movie shot up to... One of the movies I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good trailers past yeah. two weeks. Yep. Except for the damn Casba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't dwell on that any longer. Uh, at the box office, wow, talk about a shocker. Jurassic World made $209 million in its opening weekend. Oh, my God. Didn't even see it coming. <laughs> I knew it would do well. I didn't think it would do that. I did not that. think it would do that. I thought it might make $150 million. Max. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I was thinking. Wow. Like, to beat Avengers, that's crazy. Because I did not know people were starving for a Jurassic Park movie. I didn't did. either. Didn't even have, like, amazing reviews or anything. It didn't even have a huge... I mean, until, like, the week or so till its release, I didn't see much about any yeah. of it. Besides the fact that I was looking into it. Yeah. It's just right place, right time, I guess. Yeah, it's just... I, that's the only thing I, I wonder if it's one of those things where it starts off super strong and then people are like, wow, this is making a lot of money. I gotta go see it. Yeah. You know, it's like a snowball effect. Yeah. And once you hear it's the biggest movie ever, that brings even more people in. Yeah, crazy. And even international, biggest domestic opening weekend ever, biggest international opening weekend ever. Nuts. It's already made like $600 million in less than a week. And this is a movie I was excited for at first, and then the more trailers I yeah. saw on it, the less I was interested. I, I'm not going to lie, the box office part does make me want to see it a little more, just <laughs> yeah. to be in the combo, you know? Actually, we're going to, I think it's like an 80% chance, we're going to the drive-in this weekend, and they're playing The Land Before Time as the, like, the kids' opening movie, then yeah. Jurassic World, then Pitch Perfect 2. I'm definitely going to stay through Jurassic World. We'll see how I feel. I, I like the first Pitch Perfect, and I'm not against seeing Pitch Perfect 2. It's just not a movie that I'm like, dying to stay up two. till like 2 o'clock in the morning to see. You know? Two fairly long movies, I'd imagine. Yeah, I would imagine as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so me and Earl and the Dying Girl also came out. <laughs> completely overshadowed. It was actually one of our uh, first trailer movies. watches. Yeah, I remember watching it. Let's look. <laughs> I believe it has good reviews. I remember thought it looked kind of interesting, actually. Yeah, I'm, I want to see it. Um, God damn it. <laughs> it did not make a lot of money, so I have to go hunting for it. <laughs> but yeah, Casey, immediately right back in the mix here for the box office draft. Yeah, crazy. 
And San Andreas hasn't done that bad either. Yeah, 80% for me in a row. Not bad. Nice. Um, yeah, Jurassic one. World's 71%. So it's getting decent reviews, but not amazing. Yeah. Seems like most people are saying, yeah, fun popcorn flick. Yeah. Uh, not what you expect out of such a small scale movie, I guess. Absolutely. All right, well, that's it for this episode. Sorry, it was a little bit shorter. It was the second one of the night, and there just wasn't much material to work yeah. with. But there definitely should be on the next episode. We got American Sniper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the, I think it was the biggest movie of 2014 box office, of domestic box office wise. Came out of nowhere. Uh, also, Chappie. Yeah. Which was a pretty uh, anticipated movie until it came out. <laughs> uh, but it's the director of District 9 and Elysium's third movie. A lot to talk about there, I'm sure. We'll also be doing our top five Clint Eastwood movies. Nice. That's a big name in the biz. And uh, also for the film club, we'll be reviewing Unforgiven, the classic that I still have never seen and will be remedied for next <laughs> week. Also coming out on Redbox, Wild Tales, a foreign language movie that I've heard great things about that I'm going to try to check out. And Welcome to Me, starring Kristen Wiig as a, I think like a bipolar or some kind of mental disordered person who wins the lottery and then starts her own Oprah-esque talk show with the money. And it's like, I don't know, indie movie. Yeah. I'm somewhat interested in that. So. One question: Does yes. Back to the Future count as Clint Eastwood movie? Or Clint Eastwood? Well, whatever one he goes to the West, I mean, that's what his name is. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> but we will count any movie he directed or starred in, so it doesn't have to be. Okay. You know, that opens up a little bit. Yeah. He's done a lot of both. I like him as a director. I really do. Maybe better than an actor. Even though his presence his omnipresence is more yeah. famous as an actor I'm sure we'll get into all that and more next week but as for this week thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to our new subreddit page um, still trying to get the lingo down on that yeah. but I created a subreddit and you can subscribe and participate in that if you chose can't miss it. it's the first page on the internet <laughs> yes <laughs> and you can email us the Robux support at yahoo.com or follow us on Twitter at the oh, Red Box Report. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter at the Oil Report, of course. I'm on Twitter at the RBR Drill. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And on Letterboxd, I am at the Oil Report. So, as always. As always, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. <laughs>